friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know. I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Nina Kunlositep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends, we are back. And today is going to be a little bit more of a personal episode. We really want to talk about something that comes up a lot for Mina and I. And we know that this comes up for our masterminders. Um, And it's something I think is women leading the way, creating legacy, like really paving paths that have never been paved before is the idea that it's okay to cry in business. That it's okay to cry, right? I mean, I think if we pose the question, let's before you read the title is like, is it okay to cry in business? If I asked you that, is it okay to cry in business? What would you say? I would say back 10 years ago when I had my own business back in the, you know, what year was it? Mid 2000, early 2000s? I don't know. I would say, no, it's not okay. Like I tried to hide all of my femininity. I tried to hide me becoming a mother. I tried to hide all of that because the feminine side of me or the, it felt weak. It felt like I wasn't. Yeah. It's, it's vulnerable. Yes. That's how I felt. Now that we own our own business and created our own community, I say, absolutely. It's okay to cry. <laughs> what about <laughs> not you? Not only is it okay, I think it is necessary and normal. Yeah. And normal. I think that, you know, when you see these bosses and they have this portrayal of this boss that doesn't cry, even, I don't know if you ever watched the Hills or whatever that show was with Lauren Conrad. (laughs) And she was doing that internship. And I read the book where it's, I think her name was Kelly, but the title of her book was, if you're going to cry, go in the hallway or Mm. something like that. And it was all about coming up in this really like dog eat dog world of fashion, celebrity, all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was really interesting because back then it wasn't okay. 
at least not in society. And I think that's because we always felt like there was this good behavior from a good boss, right? Good behavior from a CEO and like this Don Draper that you had to like kind of embody that always of being like this big energy of never being vulnerable. But I do have to say that's one of the best things to come out of women in the workforce is that there is that vulnerability that makes it not only okay, but necessary. I think that, you know, there's a different communication style. Of course, those Don Draper, whoever else didn't cry, they didn't have to worry about as much stuff as we do, you know? (laughs) I mean... Don Draper from Mad Men, my friends. He is a symbolic character. I think that at some point, women were working in a man's world, right? So to be able to, I come from two women that were secretaries. My grandma was trained to be a secretary in London. And then when my mom was presented the option to go to art school and become a creative, she decided, no, I'm going to follow my mother's footsteps and become a secretary, learn shorthand. Like Mm -hmm. shorthand was like a quick way to write down what the men were saying. And she ended up as a secretary. And that was sort of the place where a lot of women found themselves. And it was working for the man, working for men. And then as we started to progress, I would say when you and I were younger and it was dual families, like our parents, both parents worked potentially. A lot of moms, you know, I think for me, it was far and few between seeing women that were in corporate, like more corporations, but a lot of moms were Maybe they were bank tellers and cashiers or teachers or, you know. And where I grew up, there were a lot of like stay-at-home moms. They were not Mm -hmm. the breadwinners, right? So I think we had to be in this like masculine world. And I think the biggest shift truly came and we're so fortunate was the pandemic because you also saw men have to become vulnerable, have to ask for help, have their children like run in on Zoom calls where maybe before it looked compartmentalized, but all of a sudden they also had to deal with their kids like interfering or interacting at work. And for me, I think that was the final release Mm-hmm. That allowed for us all to just be human and bring like our humanity and and the blend of our lives to to work, but truly, and I think that's led to especially us as women that it's okay to cry. We're not talking about yeah. show cry like a little bit yeah. of a pet peeve is when somebody's crying and they decide they have to create a story crying. about it. Performance yeah. crying, you know, yeah, definitely not that. But I think that when we're business owners, if you feel overwhelmed, and a lot of times, like if I get really angry or I get really overwhelmed or I feel sick or I mean, so many emotions, okay? Um, (laughs) Then I just cry and that's fine, right? It doesn't mean that I'm any less of a boss because of it. And I think that, you know, even showing that to our kids that business is hard, but we are able to cry about it and we pick ourselves up by the, you know, boots or whatever you want to say and then move forward. I think the world has gone through a social reckoning for sure. And I'm not going to get political here, but I will say that there we used to teach our boys not to cry and not to, you know, um, express their emotions. And where has it gotten us, you know? And the whole world is kind of looking at it like, oh my gosh, like now we are moving to this different version of who we could be as, like you said, as humanity. And even with us, we're playing roles that we've never played before. But I love that I get a show that, part of myself and we just aired the episode with our daughters, but I I don't want them to feel like 
it's sunshine and rainbows and that you're not allowed to cry and that you have to embody this masculine version always. And that is the boss that you want to be versus the boss that currently exists and that you're enough, you know? Yeah. And so I think that is really something special that's coming out of the pandemic pandemic and the social reckonings and us collectively having to in, internally look in and see what we want to change about the world. I mean, more women becoming entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. We remember back that stat where 800,000 women left the workforce during the pandemic. Yeah. In one month, wasn't it? Wasn't it yeah. 30 days? It was great. It was nuts. But even yeah. prior to that, right? More women have stepped into the workforce because we've had to, to like the economy has changed and it needs, you know, two people typically working. If you're a single parent, single mom, single dad, single whomever, like you're doing an incredible job. But, you know, I think, I think it's the world that we're building. And I think the opportunity that you and I have as, you know, co-founders, co-CEOs to all of you out there, whether you, you're, you are your full team or you, you know, like our masterminders that have teams that they're building and departments that they're building, being led by women is a new change. Like we are really shifting and changing the world. Like our kids are seeing us operate in a different way. The people that work for you, their families are seeing things in a different way. Mm-hmm. We have men that work for us that have a different... Single like, dads, in fact. Yeah. We have a single dad of four. Who works <laughs> four, boys. four boys. Four boys. Yeah. I mean, he's incredible. Incredible. Where he's not... He's okay working with two, you know, majority women and two co-founders that are women. Um, shout out to Andrew too, right? We've got Andrew who's on the team. Also, and, we were, and then we were talking about Zach. If you all want to, Zach, if you're listening, yeah, hello. There Zach. you are. You got your note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and also, there's there's men in our mastermind, whether yeah. they're individuals or they are partners with their spouses. There's men in there too, and I think it takes. It's going to take all of us together. But going mm-hmm. back to, is it okay to cry? It's okay to cry happy tears. It's okay to cry sad tears. It's okay to cry anxiety tears, overwhelmed tears, mm-hmm. frustration tears, um, over the moon tears. Holy moly, I can't believe I hit this goal tears. Any kind of tears. And, and um, How about for okay. me? I currently have COVID tears. <laughs> My voice is um, support tears. Um, so oftentimes I'll cry. Because other people cry. It's like puking when you see somebody else. Puke. Oh my God. Oh my God. Too soon. <laughs> but here's the thing is that I think that it's connected been hard. tears. Yeah. Connected tears. I think it's been hard, especially as an em- like being em- an empath, right? Empath, like, yeah. I think it's hard, you know, to not feel that and internalize it and then move it through your own body. And I think we as women are more, that's our superpower in a lot of ways that we're able to tap into that. Also, just, you know, Jacqueline and I, we are doing um, what what you were saying reminded me of uh, Sharon, who we're working with. She's our alignment coach. And she was saying that if people tell you that they're partners, men too, um, that don't need, that don't hit rough spots or that don't need, you know, um, alignment or whatever it is, they're like lying to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're lying to you because every partnership, every relationship needs alignment. And she called us, um, the word she used was change makers. For us to be change makers, because we've never been in this world before, been change makers before, change makers for 
I mean, if I called you five years ago and said, hey, Mina, you want to be a change maker? (laughs) I'd be like, what is that? Well, I'm going to say no first and then ask what it is. Um, but I liked that she n- normalized that even of, you know, because in my mind, like you see two co-CEOs, they're mostly men. I've never actually really seen two women, maybe in like um, their co-stars, but not co-run businesses and co-CEOs. And it seems like they have it put together. One person does this, one person does that, and they're living their life. And, you know, even Steve Jobs had a partner, but you, we only know like Steve Jobs, for example, or... Wasn't it know, Steve and Steve? No, I don't know. I think it was that would have been amazing. I think it was square. I think... <laughs> okay, we are not historians over here. Do not listen to us. Oh my god, that would be so good. Yeah, Steve Wozniak. I think it is. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Of like, you just think that they have it figured out, and and then then you just think that the emotion or the realignment or having to go to alignment coach feels like it shouldn't be done. But really we're carving a path that's never been done in a lot of ways because we are indeed change makers. And whether that be for our generation or society for our own kids, really it's a different path. Well, here, I actually want to jump on to what you were saying about Steve and Steve. <laughs> Steve squared. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know about Steve Jobs because Steve Jobs stepped forward and created... He was the face, right? He was the one Mm -hmm. that typically was up, that got the fanfare, that got the articles. He passed away. He, you know, has written books. He chose to leave a more front-facing legacy. So when you talk about how many women, I mean, there's a handful of women we could call out that have been, um, you know, partners and co-founders together. But I think the idea here and now is like telling the stories. I think it's... and, And it's whether or not someone's the front facing. Right, the one that's like the one up on stage speaking, or the person kind of behind the scenes making the operations happen. No matter what, I think it's the stories we tell and that the examples we lead. So, whichever Steve we want to, you know, say thank you to our computers and our iPhones for. It takes a team, it takes people, but it also takes that vulnerability. So, here's what I want to say back to like it's okay to cry in your business. I think, and as you're building teams, and we talk about this a lot with our masterminders, let me tell you how many calls we get on. We're... Every call, every call, somebody cries. Someone might be crying. In-person mastermind, crying, crying throughout the whole time. Great tears though. I will tell <laughs> yeah. you there were some oh my conversions. God. Literally, it affirms for me when I see people cry that it, we're making some sort of dent in their... We're trying to know, make them cry? Yeah, no. Um, it, impri- <laughs> it, it, it imprints on their mind. Right. You know? And I well, think that that is really like... Feels we see stuck. Good in that. Yeah. We still we see stuck energy. It's it's so easy to get stuck in your own way. Even for Mina and I, we've been stuck in in a little bit of a rut in the last few months. And we realized that like usually one of us could pull the other person out. This mm-hmm. time we couldn't. So we found help. We found a coach because the thing is, is that you can all keep doing exactly what you're doing. And you keep repeating what you do and you're going to get the same result, right? It's mad. Yeah. It's madness to think, oh, if I keep doing something the same way over and over and over, it'll change eventually. No, you have to change, right? Yeah, you have to change the recipe, the formula, the input, the advice, all that. So I'll even tell you support. It's December, and it's the busiest time of year for pretty much everybody, but especially for product bosses. 
Yes, it is. Between all the promotions, the making and shipping, the end of your business tasks, and all of the non-negotiables with your loved ones during the holiday season, it can feel like there's too much going on. We understand that you're trying to squeeze those 48 hours of work into the 24 hours you're given each day. Our best advice, figure out the non-negotiables and let the rest go for your life and your business. That's why we recommend HubSpot because it's a business tool that integrates all of your data into one place so you can see what's working best in your life and in your marketing, sales, and customer service and relationships. It's amazing how much time and mental energy you can save by having all the right tools to make your life easier and more streamlined. HubSpot is like having a huge dashboard full of all the information you need across your entire business, ready for you to dig into the moment when you need it. It's easy to customize for your business and can help you get your work done faster and more easily, giving you more time and money for the things that matter most. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. But I will say, we'll jump on calls with people and they will all of a sudden start crying when we ask a question. Mm -hmm. They feel stuck. They feel like the bottleneck. They feel like they don't know what's next to do. But they think that if they keep doing it by themselves, if they don't reach out and get the support, if they don't get the help, if they're not surrounded by other people, somehow it's going to look different. When we see you cry, it's, it's more of a... For me, I see it as a... Your body is connecting to saying there is something here. There's something here that it doesn't feel the way it, I want it to feel. And I'm letting I'm letting it go energetically. But then the next step for you is what actions are you going to take? Yeah, for sure. It's like a release, right? A lot of times when I cry, it's because... And people will be like, oh, people, whoever, I don't know, random people, let's just say. <laughs> um, they'll ask, you know, why are you crying? And I'm like, because I haven't been able to like... I haven't put it to words. Yeah. So at the same time, as I'm saying the words and and feeling it at the same time of saying the words, uh, tears are coming involuntarily because I'm releasing the words as well as releasing the tears, you know? And I think that when you're in a mastermind or when you're in a safe zone of feeling like you're with a coach or a mentor or, you know, you know, with us, like Jacqueline said, even a fitting call, when you feel so stuck and you're finally able to put into words what you need and support, it can feel hard, but at the same time, it can feel cathartic too. Um, and I think that that is really, um, it just shows like the the depths that we go with our masterminders, even or even maybe not even our masterminds, just in connection as yeah. people, as social people, as humans. I think that us being able to connect to each other, even over dinner or over Zoom or having a conversation, I think that that just goes to show you like we are all human and that it is okay to cry. In fact, it's necessary. And that we can kind of pave the way for that of, you know, what if Steve, if you saw Steve's jobs cry, oh my God, I would have been so bought into him. Not that I wasn't, but let's just say, you know. I feel like maybe <laughs> there's a secret crush here somewhere. <laughs> oh, no. It's just people can relate to Steve Jobs. The turtleneck? Yeah. No. Um, yeah. And so... I like there's one particular person in my mind that stands out that's in our mastermind that came in stuck. We saw that she was stuck, mm-hmm. very stuck in the way she was doing things, very stuck with there's no other way. Because when you've been doing something for so long in your way, you start to convince yourself, that's it. This is my life forever. This is how I am. 
And no matter all the coaching we did, you know, through our, our we do like bi-weekly um, hot seat calls and coaching and access to us and all that. It took her coming to our in-person event, going through a day of kind of mindset work and future thought, reconnecting with her why. I know this sounds woo, but we were in Arizona. We did a sound bowl um, meditation because we love to bring like really cool experiences to our in-persons at the mastermind or in-person masterminds. And she just released. We could all feel the release and nobody there was judging and she didn't feel judged. She felt released. And the next day, I remember she walked in and we all looked at her and we're like, she's smiling. We Mm. haven't seen her smile, not only here, but for months. And she finally found this clarity and it was just kind of getting her out of her own way and releasing. And so Mina and I have cried in front of our team members. I don't think there's anybody that we haven't cried in front of. I mean, at this point, maybe not our podcast. <laughs> we've cried on here yet. But we've cried in front of people we've coached. We've cried when they've shared with us what they've done. We've cried in front of our team members when we've been frustrated. And what we said to them is like, mom and mom are going to be okay. That's how we refer to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're vulnerable and we're humans and this is how we are. And it's a yeah. culture of us accepting each other as we are when it is because things are hard and things yeah. are great. And let's, you know, so I think that's what we really wanted to get across to all of you here that it's okay. And you're all really doing the incredible thing, paving the path and sharing your vulnerability, especially those women out there that are listening and making it our world, making it a shared world, you know, that we're no longer living in a man's world only. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, when we're in person and I know that we're kind of going in the in-person route, but either way, I think that it's nice to be able to think about like that person you were talking about. It just made me think of, um, I gave her a hug, you know, and I felt that release of, you know, I think when we think about love languages and we think about like being able to like cry it out or be vulnerable and then get a hug afterwards and just that, you know, cause you know, even the gift of love in, in touch, for example, even a hug, it feels different than what we were raised to think was okay you know? And I think that we're just changing it up and it's actually going to make us more successful in the end. Yeah. And also it's okay if you don't cry, right? If that's not the way that you, (laughs) yeah. if that's not the way that you express emotion, like you put your head in a pillow and you scream, you punch a pillow, Mm -hmm. you keep it in whatever your Some people exercise. Yeah. Some people. (laughs) I wonder if we would cry less if we exercised. 100% because we're moving our body from fight or flight. And instead we're like... So we're like, let's just sit in front of our computers and cry more. No, <laughs> but a little. Um, I just don't want anyone to think like, oh, this mastermind's not for me because of the big cry fest. No, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. But what we want to share with you is that we are working with people who are making like $750,000, $2 million, $5 million, $12 million. And at some point whether it's personal or business, there will be an emotion expressed. <laughs> it might yeah. be tears. Yeah. And we want you to know that that, you know, it is a, it's safe. We want you to have a safe place because sometimes our spouses, our partners, the people around us aren't necessarily the people that we can cry to or be heard by because they don't understand. They just don't understand. So mm-hmm. if that's something for you, look for that community that you can jump into. Look for your safe place so that you can express yourself in your fullest emotion. Because when you're able to do that, you're going to be able to grow your business to its greatest potential. Yep. You'll be able to grow and evolve yourself 
And that will just pour right over to your business, which is amazing. We can't wait. So hope you don't cry after this episode, but if you need to, (laughs) we're in private if you need to. Yeah. Or send us a message on Instagram. Actually, you almost saw me cry on Instagram because I was begging people to go follow us on TikTok. (laughs) Oh, wow. Which is like, let's just say performance tears in this case, (laughs) begging people. Don't want to see more performance tears. Would you mind going to follow us on TikTok? Because like this is level one tears. Okay. This is like uh, desperate for TikTok followers. You need some more drama in your life, Jacqueline, if you're going to (laughs) cry over this. I know. I know a lot of you out there feel this like emo, like you feel the frustration of trying to grow on new platforms. So, hey, if you want to help us out, come follow Mm -hmm. us on TikTok. I keep saying if we get to a thousand. Followers, yeah. I will go live and I will coach we you on it. We cannot go live. We cannot go live the on the product. TikTok. At, yeah. At the Product Boss Podcast is the handle. Yes. Go find us there. All right, my friends. And we can cry together on TikToks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody goes and joins. Nobody. Now. Everyone like, uh, unsubscribe. <laughs> all right. I hope you are all crushing it this holiday season. We're here with you. And thank you for listening to this, you know, this episode. Thanks, everybody. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey, friends, Mina and I created the Shop One in Five Pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge if you head to shop1in5.com. The link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the Shop 1 in 5 pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.